The rookie faceoff begins tonight in San Jose. We'll talk about that and some more about the rookie practice on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. It's been a long time. Just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check out Bet Online using either your mobile device or your laptop. Yeah, check them out. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit more about yesterday's little rookie practice that took place before talking about what's going to be taking place tonight. Um, I'm going to try to record this all in one go. If not, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. All right. So yesterday at this rookie camp, there were there were a good amount of players that were surprising me and mostly for the better. And I did talk a little bit about Pastujab yesterday, but mostly because of the fun feel-good story. Uh, Sasha's been working on his skating. The skating is still a work in progress, but it is getting there. His puck handling is has improved, so that's a plus. I do want to talk a little bit about some of the power play lines that are going to be deployed on this rookie faceoff. So towards the end of practice, um, there was two power play units on either side. He had PP1 on the west side and PP2 on the east side. And yesterday they were messing around with these lines. So power play one unit, of course, is led by Mason McTavish. Why wouldn't it be? McTavish should be the engine that makes that go. And then on McTavish's sides, you have, who I think are two good players, Pavel Regenda, who I have not talked about a whole lot because he's a free agent signing. He's kind of on a little bit of a tryout for the Ducks as far as rookies. I mean, he is 22 two years old he turns 23 in a couple of months so he's somewhat on the older side I mean he is the only player that was born with a 19 in front instead of a 20 up front so Pavel Regenda on that side and then you have on the other side someone who I think fits perfectly with McTavish and that's Jacob Perot look Perot is a terrific, terrific player. One of the better puck handlers that I've seen. Another first-round pick. I just like Perot's game a whole lot. He can do he can do the Michigan pretty much whenever the heck he wants. That's, that's how I see him. So you got those three on the front. And then on defense, you have Drew Hellison, who did spend some time with the goals last season. And then you had who I think is the best skater out there, Olin Zellweger. So imagine having Perot and Postajov and Zellweger on the same power play unit. Ooh, got shivers just thinking about that. Ooh, that's going to be fun to watch on this rookie faceoff throughout the weekend. Then PP2. That is led by Braden Tracy. And then on the other sides, you have Sasha Postajov, who I think has improved. And you have Nathan Gauthier, the new number 46, by the way. So Nathan Gauthier on that side. Then your defenseman, you have the new number 34, 
Pavel Mintyakov, and then you have number 67, Tristan Luneau. So you got Raquel's old number, and you got Drysdale's old number. Look, I know Mintyakov is the first-round pick, and I'm going to be a little bit honest here. Mintyakov, he skated fine. He's a perfectly good defenseman. He is sound. He, he does skate well. He handles the puck pretty well. Can quarterback pretty well. So overall, he's good. He's a good defenseman. And with time, he could be a pretty good depth defenseman. But nothing really... I mean, there was nothing really eye-popping about his play yet. And I don't mean this to sound derisive. I mean this in the sense that Pavel Mintikov, he's still a young kid. I mean, gosh, he just turned 18. He's from Russia. They play a little bit different. And he played in a Saginaw team that, well, I mean, at times they stunk. And Mintikov did shine in that team for what it's worth. So for Mintikov to be on that second line or second power play unit, that's fine. For him to be on the second line for this tournament, that's fine. You don't need him to be first line right away. Just because he's your first round pick doesn't mean that he has to be like just flashing the pan awesome right away. Not everybody is a Jamie Drysdale. Not everybody is a Mason McTavish. Not everybody is a Trevor Zegers. Although to be fair, Zegers played collegiately at first. So maybe that one kind of counts. Maybe it doesn't. But, you know, nonetheless, Mantikov will be fine. Will he play in the Ducks this season? Honestly, probably not, if I'm going to be completely honest. I I think Zellweger has a better chance of making the Ducks outright than Mantikov does. But I'm going to say this again and again and again. This is not a knock on Mantikov. It is not. He just still needs a little bit more time to develop and I think he will get that this season and maybe even next season. So I do have hopes for for Minty, but it's going to take it's going to take at least a couple of years. So this is something that I'm going to say a lot this season. This is something that I'm going to say a lot for the next month. Have patience. I think patience is going to be the number one word that you're going to see me use over the next few weeks because this is still a young young team this is a club that has just lots of depth as far as prospects this is an organization that knows what they're doing and knows how to bring guys up the right way look at how Zegris has done look at how he's progressed look at how Drysdale has progressed now Drysdale doesn't have the pressure of being on that first line you know what if Drysdale can be a great second-line defenseman for his career, you know what? i take that. That's a top-four defenseman. I think anybody would be fine with a first-round pick being a top-four defenseman, or he could easily go first-line, second-line. So I think he'll work his way up. McTavish, if you can have him be an easy top-nine, top-six guy in the first round, third pick, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay if he ended up being a top nine. Maybe not. But I, I do expect Mason McTavish to eventually wind up being a top six guy. Without question. Leave him in the middle. Zegras first line center. McTavish second line center. And then have those two pair up on the power play. Leave that as it is. 
All right, we're going to head to the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. And folks, NHL season is coming. The NBA season is coming. Baseball is winding down. Football is in motion right now. So if you want to check out all the lines on all four of those sports, head over to Bet Online. They also have MMA, they have boxing, NASCAR, all kinds of other sports for you to check out. So either use your mobile device or your laptop or whatever you use and check out Bet Online. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And if you notice a bit of a change on the video side, there is no video. Apologies for that. Actually, I had issues with the video yesterday, too. If you watched on YouTube, you'll notice that the audio was off. There was some issues with the video. Hopefully, that gets resolved more so in the coming weeks. Yeah, that's the plan for right now. All right, so... Something that I wanted to mention right now before I depart for the season. And by season, I mean like officially the next season of Locked on Ducks begins tomorrow because, or not tomorrow, <laughs> rather, rather on Monday because that will officially be the anniversary of when I started. And we are officially going back to a daily podcast on Monday. So just wanted to bring that up. And also, you're going to be seen and hearing some special guests over the coming weeks so yeah that's all i'm gonna say just gonna kind of leave that out open-ended but there will be some guests and not just folks from the locked on network although everyone on the locked on network is awesome but yeah just stay tuned for that it's gonna be fun all right so i was wanting to record a full episode right then and there but you know had some stuff going on you know real life happens and also with the issues yesterday i decided you know what i'm just gonna record these last two segments after the rookie face-off because i thought about it no one's going to be listening around six o'clock because they're all going to be watching the rookie face-off and yeah it, it was a thing that happened um the baby ducks lost the baby sharks i mean i will break down all three of these games more so next week but just a quick little thing that i want to mention olin zellweger looked okay he looked fine on this game pavel mintyakov looked pretty impressive on this game i actually really like this kid um i know it was just a practice and nothing really popped out at me during the practice but during the actual play itself uh minty was pretty much everywhere on the defensive end and i wouldn't be surprised if he gets top pairing I mean, at some point on the next two games. Just kind of my hope there. And as for McTavish, look, McTavish had a good game. He got an assist on there. He looked solid, as always. But William Eklund, my God, that kid is freaking amazing. If you haven't checked out Locked on Sharks, um, the Locked on Sharks, it used to be the Locked on Sharks guys. It used to be um used to be Kyle and C Morley and then C left and then there was three gentlemen on Locked On Sharks then it was down to two it was down to Kyle and JD and now it is just JD because Kyle 
moved continents. So, yeah. JD is the biggest William Eklund stan out there. And, yeah, he he was pretty excited after that goal. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say that. He was excited. Good for him. So they won a rookie challenge game. That might be the only one the Sharks have against the Ducks this season. <laughs> Let's be real here. The Ducks as a team are better than the Sharks. Let's not kid ourselves here. But the Sharks do have some pretty decent young talent. And both teams are going to be fun again in about a couple of years. The Ducks will be more fun in two years. The Sharks, it'll take them three to four years. But they'll they'll get there. We'll get back to the gauntlet of California in maybe four years' time. Just wait for that. So I just wanted to briefly touch on the rookie face-off and, you know, just kind of have one more reflection on last season. Look, last season had its bumps. It had it had its ups and downs. It had Dallas Eakins, you know, benching a couple guys again. And, you know, that is what it is. This season, I mean, it kind of looks like this season he's kind of just more embracing what the Ducks are doing. And it seems like he's putting a little bit more trust, actually a lot more trust, into, let's be real, he's putting much more trust with Pat Verbeek. Pat Verbeek knows what he's doing. In fact, um, I didn't mention this yesterday, but a lot of the Ducks brass were present at the faceoff on Thursday. You had the coaches. You had Mike Stuthers, who I mentioned I caught up with. Stutz is such a good guy. The Ducks are so lucky to have him on the staff. And then Coach Eakins was there as well, both in, both just kind of hanging around. And also the GM, who's a nice guy, by the way. Um, much more approachable than Bob Murray. Pat Verbeek is the kind of guy that you can walk up to and just have like a two-minute conversation, and and he'll talk to you. He's really cool. He's really excited about the youth movement. And just from the brief interaction, he he loves the kids and thinks that some of those guys are going to break through on the big roster in the next year or two. He fully believes that the Ducks are in the right path. And he, he actually does believe that they can push for a playoff spot. Like, that's... That's what he believes. And you know what? If you're a Ducks fan, you should be excited about that. You should be excited that there's more faith going both ways and that there's actual optimism and belief. I mean, as cliche as that sounds, first you have to believe that the team is going to go far. And that's there. I mean, there really isn't too much of a reason to to think that the Ducks aren't going to be a bottom five team in the standings. I've I've seen the lines. I've seen the tweets that the Ducks are expected to have the fifth worst record in the league. There's even some betters out there saying that the Sharks are going to have a better season than the Ducks. (laughs) What are they smoking? No, the Ducks are not going to have the fifth worst record. They had the 10th worst record last season, and they're making strides. They're going to make strides going forward. And if you're one of those that's going to be pessimistic and thinks, no, they're going to suck, they should tank, they should go for Bedard, no. You know what? I'm going to say this as kindly as possible. 
if you're the kind of person that's going to be pessimistic and believes the Ducks should tank, then you know what? With with all due respect, I think you're wrong. I think you got to take a breath and come back in a couple of days because you need to look at the big picture here. There is going to be some patience involved and there's going to be some trials and tribulations. Let's be real here. But even just the mere fact that Pat Verbeek has a belief in this team and believes that they will be good in the coming years, then I say, you know what? Let's all get behind this. Let's get behind this movement and see this team towards the top of the standings in a few years. It's going to be exciting, folks. Have the belief. I think there's a a Ted Lasso joke in there somewhere. There really is. But I'll have some final thoughts, and we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On this final segment of episode number 593, that is a lot of episodes. So that means episode number 600 is coming. And episode 600, if I'm doing my math correct, that will be September 27th. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to have a super special guest on that day. So that is the tentative plan for right now. All right, so just wanted to not talk about hockey itself and just kind of give my personal thoughts before I wrap up for season three. It's been a joy getting to do this for the last three years. I know the Ducks have not had the best records, but it's still been fun getting to talk about this team. And I think this year is going to be more fun than the last three years combined because this team is going to be super fun to watch. And there's going to be a lot of really good stuff. I can't say exactly what, but... I expect that this coming season for Locked on Ducks is going to be super fun and, at least for me, way better than the previous three seasons. No pandemic in the middle of it and, you know, finally get to do some of the things that I wanted to do. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I I hope that you guys can join me on this ride and I really cannot wait for it before I get all maudlin here. You know, just want to briefly say for those of you that have sent messages and for those of you that I interact with, you know, you guys are all awesome. All the way from the top to the bottom. I mean, I'm not going to just go out and list names, but there's been so many fans that have just been very loyal listeners. Some of you from the start, there's at least two people that I know have listened to pretty much or at least nearly every episode. And you guys are just all awesome. And yeah, (laughs) it's been fun. It's been a blast. Oh, see, I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to reveal too much what's happening soon. But I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for what's to come. But I also want to look back and say, you know what? There's been some fun moments. There's been some really fun episodes getting to have the colleagues that I have on the Lockdown Network, getting to have the bosses I have at the network. They're super supportive and Really, I'm really looking forward to next season. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that, you know, there are so many great co-hosts that 
or not, I guess like colleagues that I've had in the network that have just been incredible. And one former colleague that I've had the pleasure of doing this show with a lot of times, Sarah Avampato, used to be the host of Locked on Kings. She's moved on to Greener Pastures and is covering the Kings elsewhere. So, you know, good for her on that. So she's still covering hockey and covering the current AHL champion, Chicago Wolves. All right. Yeah, good for the Wolves. They won a thing. You know what? The goal's time will come at some point. <laughs> it, it really will. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I think we're going to wrap it up for for the season. Once again, reminding you, we'll be back with daily episodes starting on Monday, five days a week, maybe six days a week. Sometimes. Who knows? I mean, there will probably be a bonus episode or two. Actually, no, there very likely will be bonus episodes throughout the year. I know November is going to be really interesting because I'll be out of town for 10 days because I'll be running the New York Marathon. That's the other thing that's kept me busy is I've tried to keep up with doing my exercises and trying to keep up with doing miles and preparing for the race. Look, those of you that have done half marathons or marathons, preparing for such an event is a big deal and it takes up a lot of time, which is why I've been less than present the last couple of months because I am taking this marathon very seriously. It's my first time doing New York. I've done Boston. I've done Chicago. As of right now, Chicago is still my favorite one, but New York is going to present a different challenge. So yeah, I just want to talk personal just about something other than hockey because you know, I mean, I could talk about the rookie face-off more, but I really am saving that for next week. Um, New York Marathon is in seven weeks. I hope to get a bunch of support from you guys. I hope you guys can follow me along as I run that day. And hey, you know what? I'll be meeting up with at least a couple of locked on hosts that weekend. So yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun, guys. We really are. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's really gonna do it. For this season. Once again, thank you guys so much for your continued support. This podcast is free and available across all platforms. That includes Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean. There's a ton of them, and Locked on Anaheim Ducks is on pretty much all of them. And also on YouTube as well, which is still kind of, you know, trying to figure itself out. But I'm on the YouTubes. So look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks on YouTube. But honestly, for those of you that have listened on the audio side, I think for the most part, you get more out of the audio side. So, you know, keep listening on the audio side, but do check out the YouTube as well. Once again, next week, daily episodes. Can't wait. Uh, I am holding my tongue, folks. I'm really excited. I mean, I, I wish you could see my face right now, but oh man, we're going to have fun. What else should I say? Thanks for making this your first listen. Make Locked on NHL your second listen. There is a slew of fantastic hosts out there. And, you know, I will still have the Locked on hosts come in from time to time. And also, we haven't had Hockey Jeopardy in a while because there are limitations with doing Hockey Jeopardy on the video side with four people. So I do, and also with the buzzing. So I do have another kind of game show-esque, trivia-esque idea in the mind that we will be doing 
next season. It's still in the works, but there is going to be something pretty fun for that. And there will be money raised for charity. So, yeah, just a lot of good stuff for next season. All right. Thanks so much for your continued support. It is so, so appreciated. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Those of you that are new listeners or have been listening for a while, drop me a line. LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thanks again. Thanks for everything, guys. And we'll be back on Monday. And I can't wait. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying thanks for listening to the past three seasons. Please be sure to be kind to everyone and be safe out there. And Ducks, fly together. See you next week, folks.